Punk Priestess Podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and I'm very excited about today's episode. So as many of you know, I love crystals. I have a huge crystal collection. I've been collecting and working with crystals for almost four years now, and it's gotten to a point where the crystals are overtaking my apartment in the best possible way, but I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk to John and Ashley, who own the shop New Moon Minerals, to talk all about crystals, their journey into selling crystals, and just kind of getting some insight on the crystal business and how crystals can be incorporated into your everyday life. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode, and thank you so much for supporting the podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, how are both of you today? We're good. good yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I've been such a fan of your crystal shop for such a long time. And I'm really excited to pick your brain about crystals and your shop. So I'm really excited to just start jumping into some awesome questions. Um, so first, I want to ask your top three, your sun, moon, and rising signs. Yes. So um, mine is I'm an Aquarius sun. Um, a Libra moon, and a Leo rising. Awesome. Yep, and so I'm a Capricorn sun, a Sagittarius moon, and a Virgo rising. Okay, cool. That's really awesome. Um, I feel like that's a good dynamic that you both have like in your chart. It's like fun, but it's also serious, like down to business as well. It's like it can go like both ways. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. And you both have really good energy. So like when I watch your lives and just like the Instagram, it's yeah, it's really good vibes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so is there like a favorite part of your astrology that you maybe want to talk about? Like, do you like your sun sign? Do you like your moon sign? Yeah, I love being an Aquarius. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that fits me really well. John's just, just kind of getting into the astrology yeah. side of things. Yeah, that's more her side of it. Um, I'm not too familiar with that, but, um, I mean, I'm always interested in hearing about it, so. And I always tell him, I'm like, yeah, you're such a Capricorn. And he's like, he has no idea what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> Ashley, I think you're like the first one to tell me that you like being an Aquarius. I feel like that's, that's <laughs> awesome, but I feel like that's a really tricky sign. It is, yes. And I, I know Aquariuses are a little bit unique and different. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I really like that part of it, too. Yeah. And then Capricorn, I have a lot of Capricorn friends. Actually, my best friend, we best, we've been best friends for almost 20 years, I believe, but um, she's a Capricorn. So it's like, I definitely like, I resonate with that energy, but um, like in astrology, Capricorn and Aquarius, they used to share the same planet of Saturn before Uranus was discovered. So that's why like the Aquarius and the Capricorn have a lot of similarities in a way, um, because of that shared planet. And then when Uranus was found, they were like, okay, we'll give that to Aquarius. That probably makes a little <laughs> bit more sense. <laughs> so can you tell me a little backstory of how you both met? <laughs> well, um, so we were both living in Madison, Wisconsin, and I was just kind of working a couple of dead-end jobs, you know, being young 20s, and she was just, just got done with college. Yeah, and we just met at a bar, and the rest is history. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he was um, he was getting ready to leave for the military. Okay, um, yeah. and so I didn't know that at first when I first met him, 
So he was due to leave in like like a month. Yeah, pretty fast. And so we just met each other. And then um, things happened so fast. So he ended up getting delayed on leaving. Um, and then by the time he actually left, like within like four months, we were engaged in getting married. Yeah, oh fast. my gosh. Wow. That's very yeah. fast. Yes. But it was 10 years ago. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you know, you know, it's like, you know, time doesn't exist when you're, you meet the right person and like connection. And that's also that you're from the Midwest because I'm from Michigan. So okay. I, that's cool. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you're from Michigan. Yes. I love Midwest people. We yeah. always love finding Wisconsin and Michigan and Minnesota people around here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why did you move to North Carolina? So um, John's first duty station was Fort Bragg, okay. which is um, right here, right outside of Fayetteville. Um, and so he served for about six years, well, seven years, seven years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he got out about three years ago, um, we decided to stay here because we had a business and a storefront and we liked the weather a lot more than Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I know the weather like in Michigan, the snow is insane. Um, <laughs> so I definitely understand like wanting warmer weather. So before you started New Moon Minerals, you have your shop pressed. Can you tell me like why you decided to start your first business and kind of the involvement of that? Yeah. So um, I started the first business when John was still in the military. I um, had a marketing and branding business. So I did design and I designed like websites and things like that. And I just like loved like design in general, like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I know you have a really good one. I love seeing all your posts. <laughs> um, you. So I was actually looking for another office for my design business and came across this like really great like downtown location um, here in Fayetteville, like Mm -hmm. right on Hay Street, which is like the main street. Um, And there was a living space upstairs. Mm -hmm. And so when he brought me in to look at it, like I kind of just had the vision of like creating like a shop and a store where I could do more like design as in like product design, doing stuff for myself rather than for other businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, Because other businesses is fun, but after a while, like, you know, it's not all like really fun kind of designs when you're doing like, you know, safety equipment, (laughs) logos and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of really like, let me have that like creative outlet. And I kind of just took it and ran with it. And we grew that together really fast. So when he got out of the military. He joined that business first. Okay. So how did that evolve into New Moon Minerals? Yeah. So um, the store has always been kind of like a huge, like creative reflection of just myself and John kind of, you know, that place where we could do what we want to. And we both started really getting into crystals. Um, I've been into the spirituality stuff for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually would go to like spiritual fairs around here um, before we even opened the store. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of slowly started incorporating it into the store. And then um, for our fourth anniversary, we wanted to do, we had a little bit of crystals in the store, but I wanted to do more. So Mm -hmm. right before our fourth anniversary, I went to a gem show and we just got a ton of stuff (laughs) and (laughs) launched um, a whole crystal bar in our store. And it just, the feedback that we got from it was incredible. Everyone loved it. They were interested in it. 
we just found ourselves always talking to people about like how to use them. John did like a 360 in his life. Like, yeah, I mean, because before we even had any crystals in our storefronts, like, you know, we go to Asheville for vacations and she would take me the, you know, into the metaphysical shops with crystals and, you know, me being, you know, kind of naive back then, you know, just being like, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're rocks. Like, they're, <laughs> that's pretty much it. But then we got them in the store and then I started using them during meditations in the morning because, you know, I find myself like having a lot of anxiety in the morning. So she recommended, mm -hmm. hey, you know, did you try meditation? And then, so I did meditation and then she's like, hey, we'll try some crystals with meditation. Did that. And um, I found that it kind of helped me and I just mm -hmm. kind of kept working with them. And um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of grew from there for me. So mm -hmm. so it made yeah. me a believer. The change in him, I was like, wow, like he's yeah. a whole different person, calmer, nicer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like super anxiety in the morning. But after doing that, it, it really helped me out. So um, then I was pretty much a believer after that point. So, and then we were both pretty much all in. Yeah. <laughs> we just loved it so much. We kind of just ran with it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, I think I discovered you both. It was during COVID. I want to say I bought my first crystal from you guys maybe in April or May of last year, but within like almost two years you've, or over two years, cause you've been around, we've been selling crystals since, yeah. um, was it like October, November of 19? Is that when you kind of started? Two years. Yeah. yeah, it was. So this weekend is our um, sixth year anniversary at the store and okay. we got it for our four year anniversary. Yeah, so so about, about two, two years, years exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. And you've grown like tremendously. I've watched your growth um, on Instagram than when I first started. And I definitely feel too like just the timing of just where people are, like the collective energy is with spirituality. I think you guys started at like the perfect time. Did you find it challenging to get into the crystal business at first or was it pretty easy? I, yeah, I was the one who kind of stepped into it. It was a lot of, it wasn't as easy as my store um, okay. because that's easy. You can find wholesalers, you can find product really, you know, simply big brands, things like that. Cause you know, our store does, um, you know, gifts, we do t-shirts, we do like decks and books and things like that. That stuff's a lot easier to find the crystals. You really have to research and study a lot and know what you're looking for. Um, you have to be aware of, you know, there's a lot of fakes on the market. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure like you're getting it from, you know, reputable good sources. So really kind of, it took a lot more like front end research before I could just go and start buying stuff than I was mm -hmm. used to. I was used to just being able to go buy stuff, <laughs> but this was a lot, you had to be a lot more, you know, mindful of what you were doing. Um, so it took a little bit more that way, but then as far as like growing the business, I think we came into it at like the perfect time because we actually, when I think when you first started shopping with us, um, we were above in our house <laughs> above our store. We have a, our, we lived above our store. Um, and then, um, we had to close our store because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was our incomes, both of us. Yeah. So we mm -hmm. both live off the store's income. So having to shut suddenly was, uh, scary. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, yes, it was a kick in the butt, but that's when we started doing live sales. Mm -hmm. And then that, it was almost a blessing in disguise because that's really what like gave us a whole new 
it was like our second wind in business. Yeah. We kind of pretty much, yeah, it really was. We found a lot of new people like you, and we were able to grow a lot more online. And we probably wouldn't have jumped into it so hard if we weren't forced to. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like. Well, the universe kind of like protected you in a way of like giving you this another like offering and like idea, like business idea. And yeah, you've definitely, it's just been, I think, phenomenal just like watching the growth um, for you guys. And I honestly think too, you have like the best selection of crystals I've come across. It's always something different and like unique. And I think that's really saying something. Thank you so much. Yeah, yes, we try really hard. It it's means a, a lot here, so. Yes, it's a labor of love, and we we definitely appreciate that. <laughs> we'll be you know talking with our wholesalers and wholesalers, and they'll show us what they have, and we're kind of going back and forth of what we what we like and what we don't like. It's a process. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, we try to keep it fun and keep things rotating and make you know bring in a lot of unique pieces. So, mm-hmm. yeah. did you feel that COVID also? impacted the crystal world was it harder do you think to make connections and contacts because of covid or was it actually easier um, to get in touch with vendors across the world and get shipping so in the beginning it was a lot harder because all of the gem shows just suddenly got canceled Mm -hmm. and that was pretty much like the main way i was finding people was Mm -hmm. gem shows and like networking because that way you can actually see the people and talk to them and you kind of like there's no smoke and mirrors. You actually are talking to a real person yeah. um, and looking at the product in your hands um, and, you know, kind of, you know, feeling the energy of it. And then they canceled all the gem shows. But I think the same thing happened. I think a lot of vendors pivoted into doing more online and like a lot of like FaceTime calls and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it got a little bit more difficult to find them because you didn't have the gem shows where you could just walk in there. But once we got like, we have a few staple people who we trust and know and so once we kind of started working with them it started being easier because gem shows are a lot of travel and a lot of work and a lot of time yeah. mm-hmm. definitely and once you establish that kind of like trust between you and that wholesaler it gets a lot easier so do you feel like with the gem shows coming back that it's still worthwhile to go to them because i have heard from other vendors that they'll go to the gem shows like this year um and there's not as many vendors as there were in the past um because of covid so do you still feel like it's worthwhile to maybe like go to tucson or like the denver crystal show or is it's better to just do like online virtual access with your vendors so for us personally the gem shows more for us are like finding unique stuff and networking with people that we might have not have met before so not even like Mm -hmm. buying but just making that connection with a vendor Mm-hmm. Um, cause there are less people at the gem shows for sure. Yeah. And we've noticed the prices have gone up at the gem shows. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people we work with now, we're getting so much better pricing because they're telling me that send everything to Tucson and then be there for over a month. It takes like a month to set up and their fees to be at the, the show. That is what makes the prices go up at the show. And that if we just kept ordering the way we already are, Mm-hmm. That that's much less expensive for them. They don't have to go through all of that. So a lot of them aren't decided that they don't have to do gem shows anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm hearing, and then I feel like it's also more efficient and 
inexpensive to just continue doing things virtually. Even some crystal shops that I know they've closed their storefront to just like work out of their apartment or something like that um, because of COVID. So there's definitely been a lot of like rerouting of everything. Yeah, I didn't think about how expensive <laughs> things probably were like going to the gem show versus you know just uh, having that connection with your vendor. Yeah. Yes. The travel alone is hard, especially when you're thinking about vendors that are coming from other countries. Mm-hmm. For them to travel and bring everything in is so expensive. Yeah. I know. I'm actually, I was thinking of going to Tucson next year with some friends. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> this is probably going to be way more expensive than I think. And then the crystals are probably going to be like way more too. So I'm kind of now like maybe going to cancel that idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think we might still go. I went last, I went two years ago. I didn't go last year because it was. And I've never been to it. So, you know, every time, every time Tucson's going on, you see all the pictures on Instagram and all the other people are going to it. And she's told me stories about it, but. It's almost like an attraction. It's like the place where you can go to see the giant amethyst that's 25 feet tall. And so that's like the cool part of the, the show you might not be getting the same deals for like reselling as you would before but you get to just kind of play in like a crystal wonderland <laughs> so you think it's worth me still going <laughs> still trying to go i think so i think you would love it <laughs> okay <laughs> kind of like going back on the topic of um, like pricing and um like how the crystal industry is like changing is there something surprising that you've noticed recently, like in the crystal world, like maybe um, a certain crystal that used to be abundant is now harder to find or certain crystals? Moldavite. <laughs> Moldavite? <laughs> yeah, I say Moldavite, that's the one just, hit, you know, just came up the top of my head there. Big yeah. Um, you know, we had a huge, we got, you know, we, we brought, bought a lot in the past, um, and then we went to our latest jump show and we're looking at it and the price like just shot way up. Insane. It's like, that's, so overpriced. No yeah. yeah, we didn't buy any at the gem show. Yeah. Um, Cause it was about. It was like nine times more than what we got. Yeah. Something like that. At least. Yeah, it was about, I would, some of them were like 10 times more than what we've paid in the past wholesale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of fakes going around now because they are so popular. Mm-hmm. So you really have to make sure that you trust, even at the gem shows, there's fake. Um, wow. It's not like everyone's vetted and like, there's a lot of fakes at the gem shows. We see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one is definitely a lot of fakes and the prices skyrocketed. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I have a piece of Moldavite from your shop. Um, I got last year, so I'm really happy <laughs> I got it. Um, yes. <laughs> before like the prices went like super high. I mean, I know citrine is like a huge, a huge deal because it's the, like, I remember I like messaged you about um, like why citrine was so expensive <laughs> and you were yes. telling me that it's really hard to find high quality citrine, but the demand is really high. Yes, it, the especially the natural. So there, that is also another one that's faked a lot, mm-hmm. um, and they're getting better at faking it. Um, so to finding the really good quality, completely one hundred percent natural, is getting harder and harder. Um, yeah, and I like can't stand like the heated. Uh, well, it's like heated amethyst, but they call it citrine. Like it irks me. Like when I see that, because <laughs> it's so like bright yellow, you can just tell it's not natural yeah <laughs> when i just got into crystal she got me a 
he gets to trade for I think a Christmas gift or something like that. And I was so happy about it because I loved it. It was so nice. And then you know I think maybe a couple months ago or a few months ago, we were talking about the train and she admitted that the one she got me was heated. And I was, I was just mm -hmm. I was so upset. <laughs> but I it's still, my good example I now to show it, what a heated one looks like. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I know Citrine and yeah, that one, even there's this shop in New York, um, it's like this huge crystal gem shop on Fifth Avenue and they have Citrine, which is actually the overheated amethyst and I'm just like, no, like, <laughs> stop fooling these people, they don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and also lapis. There's a lot of fake lapis out there and like a trick to find out if your lapis is actually real or if it's dyed is to take um, a nail polish remover and like you can have like a Q-tip and dip it in nail polish remover and kind of wipe a little bit of your crystal, like maybe the bottom of it to see if um, any blue comes off because then it's painted <laughs> and you're just like, holy shit, I spent all this money and it's not lapis. Yeah. <laughs> Got, oh my gosh, if we should have, yeah, your method is much easier than ours. Yeah, I was gonna say, we, we came across, well, we got some tumbles that we were like, God, dude, they're so blue, like, it makes me worried that they're dyed. Mm -hmm. So we, like, I don't know how we did it, but I think we, like, wrapped we took them a, in a bag or something. We took a hammer and we cracked them all. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're definitely gonna go with your uh, method, Because so. <laughs> we were trying to make sure it was blue all the way through, so we, we would break it with a hammer. Mm -hmm. to make sure it was blue all the way because the dyed ones too it'll just be on the outside mm -hmm. it won't be all the way through on the inside and it was blue all the way through but we, we so. just had to be sure but I didn't even think about taking nail yeah, polish right. remover because that's way easier than smashing it with a hammer <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know because um yeah I forgot how I like heard about that trick but I have lapis from Afghanistan and that's where lapis is originally found. And then I also have lapis from China. And I did the test on both of them because I figured like the Afghanistan one was legitimate, but the China one was such a different blue. I was like, okay, this one has to be like, it's painted, it's not real. And it was legit, but it's just like, even the location of like are the mines, like where they're found has um, the difference in the color. Yes, the Afghanistan lapis is just, you can't there's nothing compares to it yeah, it's mm -hmm. just so blue so yeah. and um we've gotten dyed before so that's how we know mm -hmm. where we've gotten it and we've ordered it and we're like this doesn't look right and we've like, like a little bit blue on your thumb and you're like oh wait a minute oh no yes then we cracked them open and we're like oh you know we get duped too but mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything else um that's also surprising that you've recently discovered like in the crystal world, like for example, like rose quartz is really abundant to find and it's like getting harder or just like any like inside news that you received. I think the last I heard of something like that was someone mentioned on the last cell that I think carnelian is getting harder to find. Mm. I think someone mentioned that. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it was carnelian that someone said that they heard was getting harder to find, but. Yeah, I never, I mean, yeah, that was just someone on a live sale, yeah. so I guess hearsay. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, gosh, we had some really good blue rose quartz, and we have not been able to find more of that yeah. at all. But that stuff is just amazing and gorgeous, and that's really hard to find. But there hasn't been anything. I think Moldavite's been the biggest one, and I think people just say carnelian because that was another TikTok trend. Probably. 
Yeah, the so TikTok trends. <laughs> oh gosh, there's so much misinformation about crystals on TikTok. It's insane. There is. There's so much. <laughs> but I hope carnelian isn't getting scarce because that's one of my favorite crystals. So I'm like, I need more carnelian. I know, in my life. and we have plenty of it. So. <laughs> Yeah, that one hasn't gone scarce. The only thing that's really been real scarce for or hard for us to get has been Moldavite. Mm -hmm. But pretty much anything else um, that we usually get hasn't been too crazy. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> um, and I, I want to jump to like the TikTok thing. So do you feel with social media like that it's oversaturated with crystals right now? Like everyone's trying to sell it and get on the bandwagon? Or do you think the more the merrier? Kind of what's like your real opinion about the crystal scene on social media? I was, we were talking about this the other day. Um, I always think the more the merrier. I think when things get trendy, and this is just because we've owned a store that revolves around trends for the last six years, everyone will jump on and kind of do their, you know, their Etsy shops. A lot of people will do it as a side hustle. And while it's trendy, you'll have a lot of people doing that. Like, you know, you go girl, like <laughs> do it. Like, I think that it's awesome. Like, you know, doing a side hustle, a business thing like that. I think once the trend slows down, there'll be like major players in the game who stick around mm -hmm. um, for the long haul, who can kind of overcome, you know, some things that the smaller businesses, like, you know, really small people or the, or the trends evolve and they move on to something else. So I think it's just kind of that natural like supply and demand. So, you know, there's more demand, so more people are gonna jump on and do it. And then when it slows down, some people will probably move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. I feel when I was doing tarot, like reading tarot and astrology almost a decade ago, like no one else was doing it. And then now it's like oversaturated. Everyone's like, I'm an astrologer. I'm a tarot reader. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, so it can be like, yes, I definitely want people to come into their own and like use these tools, but also at the same time, there it's a little bit annoying uh, when you've been doing it for so long. And then you start seeing, um, just a lot of misinformation or um, people really not getting a lot of good insight. Yes, for sure. Especially with like tarot and readings and things like that. Um, I mean, I would always go to someone who's been doing it for a long time because it is learned a little bit myself. I pull my own cards and in astrology is one of the toughest things to learn. So I know that that takes like, that's definitely like an expert level thing. So it's more of like a buyer beware, even with the crystals, like, mm -hmm. you know, make sure like, you know, you're buying from a seller who's going to know they're not selling you fakes um, and who's going to know what they're selling you and that they're getting them from, you know, good, reliable sources. Mm -hmm. um, and that does take, you know, time and professionalism. Like this is our full-time job. This is what we come and do every single day. We're here from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. Long days. <laughs> Yeah, you both work a lot. Like you knock out those live sale listings so quick. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, how did they do this? Like, yeah, we no. We got so fast. What it we, used to take us yeah, forever. It would take us about half a day to do one. Oh, it takes. Uh, I think just me and her, two hours maybe. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can knock out a hundred in a couple hours. Just us two here late at night. Yep. Gosh, yeah, you have a good system going on. Yeah, but I'm just like, wow, do they sleep? Like, it's just so quick. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But I like that though. And I appreciate it because I'm an Aries. So I have like no patience. Like when I want something, I want it. So I appreciate, okay. you know, the hustle and I get my crystals like the next day. So it's cool. Um, but yeah, but definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like on TikTok a month ago and someone was trying to say that they didn't know the difference between citrine and smoky quartz and they also like sold crystals too and i was just like okay this is just like too much i i can't like get on board of witch talk sometimes even though i want to but um but yeah it's definitely all about supporting businesses who are credible and actually have the knowledge um behind what they're trying to sell it's very important absolutely yes yeah it's you always have to pay attention to that that's the biggest thing a lot of people will do it just make sure you know where you're shopping Mm -hmm. even now with the crystals there's a lot of people accidentally order from like etsy and not realize they got something from china and it'll come three weeks later we've heard a lot of horror stories about that too Mm -hmm. yeah i know like when i first started getting into crystals um i had like no idea about anything so i definitely (laughs) i paid a lot more than i should have for some pieces like now looking back i'm like ooh, that was way overpriced (laughs) or like you know we see it too (laughs) yeah like we're trying to price some unique you know crystals and be price compare on etsy and other places like wow this is that's insane for how much people are asking for some crystals. Yeah. Yeah. And so. you know, some people pay it too. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so what are your future plans for new moon? Uh, well, so we just moved into the warehouse. Gosh, like in April, in April. Yeah. yeah. So we've, we've grown into this. We're almost outgrowing it. <laughs> wow. We're ready to, yeah, you're exploding over here. But I mean, we, We've talked about this a lot and we really want to have like a lifestyle business. Mm-hmm. So we want to have a business that supports our lifestyle and lets us work with our customers closely. Um, it lets us still be really in control of our processes. So we're not looking to really like grow a ton more. We kind of just want to do something that we like doing every day yeah. and gives us a, you know, a lifestyle we like and, and we're really happy with that. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say, like, your biggest challenge is, like, having a, a store, um, you know, with the crystal business? Like, what is your biggest challenge? I think we each have our own challenges, yeah. kind of. Do you have one? I'm still no. thinking. Right okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer first. I don't want to keep talking for you. I feel like I'm answering all your questions. Um, <laughs> for me, the crystal business and handling the store, I think it's just time management (laughs) is Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is so we have the physical location um with employees there so you know we really want we really try to make sure that like our employees have a place to work that they feel safe at that they like going into work every day and that they enjoy it so it's really like making sure our employees have a great experience and that we're active in the local community since we have a local um retail store Mm -hmm. and then we have this huge monster over here where, you know, we're shipping out, you know, 200 orders a week and trying to learn how to manage that with just us two here, which is a lot of, you know, we've come across a lot of challenges of just, you know, putting out fires all day long. Like, yeah, I was going to say probably my, my biggest challenge is, um, I don't want to say customer service, but more like just staying on top of customer customers needs, like answering messages on Instagram and things like that. Cause I have a, a tendency to open a message and kind of like half answer it, but I'm always like, 
I'm in the middle of doing something else at the time, so I get mm-hmm. very sidetracked, and mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that is a huge issue for me, so. Yeah, and if we don't stay on top of our Instagram messages, we'll wake up to, you know, 50 <laughs> unread messages I have to go through, so just kind of trying to juggle it all at the same time with, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get trying to get all the orders out, you know, as fast as I can, doing everything right, answering messages, just trying to juggle all of that all at once. For me, it can be a little bit difficult, but, uh, you know, we're getting there, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we always say it's the labor of love. We're here, we, we long hours, um, you know, it's not as glamorous as some people think it is. We definitely work really hard, but, but we like it, so we like the challenge, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard with Instagram to set boundaries, um, especially as a business. And like I was watching uh, this other witchy shop in New Jersey had this Instagram live. I was watching last week and she was talking about how Instagram expects small businesses to work for free, like work around the clock by answering DMs because that helps with um, sales and it just helps with interacting more, which like you need to do, but it's also like you need to have a work-life balance. And if you are working in a physical space and also online, it's really hard to incorporate that balance um, and like setting those boundaries. So that was something I never really thought about. I'm like, oh yeah, like I actually like, (laughs) I am working technically like off the clock by just answering DMs or, you know, for clients and and stuff like that. And that can be really hard. Like once you get home at, you know, once you get home at like seven or eight o'clock at night and you're getting messages still like, and you want to just answer them mm-hmm. and, you know, just help them out and also kind of just move on with the process of whatever you need to get done with. It's very tempting to keep out working. Mm-hmm. So like with her, I told her over time, like, you need to just, just put the phone down. You know, it's eight o'clock at night. We've been working all day. Like, let's just unwind and we'll get it tomorrow. So we're working on boundaries. <laughs> <So>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't have them in the beginning and now we're learning that they're important so that we're, we have a life Yeah. Mm-hmm. so that like, so like, we'll usually try to go all weekend without doing our messages and stuff like that. And we just have to be okay with the fact that some people aren't going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like we had someone like claim something on a sale page on a late Friday night. And then on Monday morning when we came in and we responded, she said she didn't want it anymore because it took us too long (laughs) to get back to her. And we just said, well, you know, our business hours are Monday through Friday and Mm -hmm. we don't, we try to take the weekends off when we can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, We never need that, so. Yeah. And you have really good boundaries. I actually sent him something of yours <laughs> where you kind of laid out your boundaries. I was like, look at her. I'm like, this, this is such a good example. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I try. It's, it's hard, but it's also um, sometimes when you don't respect the boundaries, you end up working for free. I found, especially since I'm offering more intuitive like services, it's like, oh, can you like answer what this card means for me? Or like, you know, can you help me read the spread? And it's like, no, like, <laughs> that's a lot of time, <laughs> you know? So I had to instill those boundaries. Like I will not accept like DMs for that type of work. Like if you want me to go over a chart, uh, birth chart review or a tarot spread, you need to purchase a reading <laughs> and we'll do it together, you know? But, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it takes practice and, um, just, I guess, mindfulness in general of just like where your time and energy is going. And, um, and also you weed out people who don't respect you. And if like, they can't abide by you not working on the weekends, is that kind of like the type of people you want in your community and you want to be a part of 
you know, what you're doing, like, you know, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's really true. Yep. Yeah. Cause those end up being the most difficult ones in the long <laughs> yeah. run. Really yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what is your favorite crystal? Like both of you, if you want to answer me, <laughs> your favorite crystals. Okay. So mine is, uh, my lithium lemurian that I have. Okay. Uh, that's the one that I always meditate with it. You know, it's the one that's helps with anxiety the most that I have found. And uh, yeah, hands down, that's my favorite one. I have a lot of favorites, but that is my always my go-to. The one I always look at the most. You it's know? the one he'll take with him if we're going to go somewhere. I, we, we drove back to Wisconsin back in August and I took it with me because every time we go through Chicago, my anxiety shoots through the roof and I just, I turn into like this you know this monster who just is not calm and is freaking out the whole time because it's traffic and mm -hmm. it, it drives me nuts so yeah, i took it with me and yeah it helped you know holding on to it driving and yeah i think it definitely helped so it's cool um mine would be um clear quartz um i just love well all the quartzes if i could like pick just a family i would say quartz mm -hmm. <laughs> but i love um clear quartz it just it because it does everything you know, you can program it for anything for manifestation. It's like that one, if you could only have one crystal, if you're on a deserted island, clear quartz would be the one that could do everything for you. So that's kind of been like my master crystal. And I just, I'm always attracted to clear quartz. I love clear quartz. Um, and I actually, I have a lithium quartz from your shop too. So that's a special piece. Yeah. And those are actually ones that are getting a little, little bit harder to come across as well. Mm -hmm. The lithium has been not as frequent or at least in like that polished form mm -hmm. yes. Chris, your favorite crystal oh <laughs> um my favorite crystal is rose quartz i have so much like i did this instagram because like on the pisces full moon last week i cleaned all of my crystals and i had 22 pieces of rose quartz <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I had that many. It's like I counted originally like 19 and then I found another piece. And then I found another one. It like, it was like 22 at the end. I'm like, Oh my God, they're like coming out. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a certain piece that is my favorite. I just have so many that I love, but um, I do have a citrine piece that I really like. I feel like if it ever broke, I would totally be shattered. I would cry like immediately. Like, Rose quartz is like one of my top three too. <laughs> yeah. It's just the pink color. And I never was really a pink girl, but. <laughs> um... Same with me. I was very anti-pink and then I just loved rose quartz. I don't know. We have a, a huge rose quartz sphere. 80 pound rose quartz sphere in our living room. Oh my gosh. Room. It's probably like 100 pounds. It's pretty 100 pounds. <laughs> I think the one in the store was 80. Yeah. yeah it's a big sphere, so. And so I make him on the full, I can't lift it up and I'm pretty strong and I work in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. um, but on the full moon, he has to lug it outside to charge. <laughs> <laughs> like I hope one day I can move into a house and um, have like a room for like the different crystals. Like I'll have like a rose quartz room or <laughs> that's kind of like my fantasy. Oh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be like color coordinated towards the crystal. Like, I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Is there a crystal that you want to bring into the shop that you haven't been able to find or it's just been like really expensive that it's just not attainable? Or have you pretty much brought most of like what you want into the shop? Yeah, I know sometimes you have odd wish lists. I feel like we kind of keep an open mind. And for some reason, I know this sounds strange, but you'll probably understand. <laughs> um, 
if I see a crystal and I'm like, Ooh, I want to get some of that. I don't know where to get it. And I like also like a week later, like one of my suppliers will message me and be like, Oh, we just got this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's like when I think about it, they, it finds its way to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For yeah. a while it was the opals. We really, okay. we really hunted the opal. That was that was that was more probably the most difficult one for us because we didn't have a lot of people that we knew that had mm-hmm. them so we got a lot from australia yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love opals and boulder opals and black opals i'm like huge opal fan oh we've never gotten a black opal so that black would be opal, one yeah super expensive but um yeah i can't other than that i can't think of anything do you believe that you have to be gifted an opal or it's bad luck no <laughs> i mean i don't <laughs> Because he's taking plenty for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Know, you know, and we, I bought. Oh God, we we bought some Boulder Opals that last jump show just just for my my own personal collection. So um, I can work on them and kind of. We have a Dremel tool that I use to kind of clean them up and polish and stuff too. So it's a nice hobby, and I like doing it. And of course, you know the opal at the at the very end. You know the the finished piece is what it's all for. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have heard that that if you are, it's like with a with a bonsai tree or with your first tarot deck, you're supposed to be gifted yeah. your first tarot deck. Yeah, I don't believe that one. I think that was to scare people because um, <laughs> it's like, oh, like <laughs> you have to be gifted this in order to use it, you know. So it kind of like maybe prevented people from like diving into it. Also, to how there's like the like old wives tale of like, you can't read tarot for your Like you can't read cards for yourself. Like someone has to read them for you. And I think that's also a really bad misconception as well. Yes. Cause I read for myself a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, just, you know, daily polls and stuff. Like how will you learn if you don't read for yourself? <laughs> so yeah. Exactly. Like you <laughs> have to do sense. it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know that's just like a weird, like crystal superstition with the opal. I actually, I, have never bought opal. I have been gifted a piece of opal from a friend, but that's it. But I don't know. Like I want to get on the opal bandwagon. I just think it just hasn't called for me. It's just not the right time in my life for me to use opal. Yeah. It called for him way it, before it, it I, called for me. And yeah, so we were I, on different yeah. wavelengths there. Say, ever since I saw it, I was like, oh, but I have to have a piece of that. I need, I need an Australian opal, whether black, which I highly doubt because it's, so expensive uh boulder like it doesn't matter i need it i want it and then we started watching uh australian opal, oh, outback opal out, hunting yeah something like that on <laughs> discovery plus uh, one weekend i was like this is amazing like i'm gonna find some opal and i'm gonna mm-hmm. buy it and yeah that's gonna he, be it, he so. got the opal fever they talk about opal fever and i didn't <laughs> understand it until he got it and i was like okay i mean he was like I would hear like Australian accents coming from his phone because he'd be on Instagram, like listening to people talk about opals. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that, the opal fever. I haven't caught it yeah. yet. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. And once you get it, yeah, it's because <laughs> then we started watching. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could go to Australia and you know, opals <laughs> with some of these guys. I'll team up with them. Like I was looking up plane tickets to Australia. I'm like. Four thousand dollars, like okay, well maybe not yet, but <laughs> someday. Yeah, they're gorgeous, but so expensive. That's maybe that's a little bit of the reason why I'm like, okay, let's wait. But well, who knows? So, is your personal crystal collection is it huge? Like, I can't imagine. Like, I would just be so 
it would be so hard for me to not keep all the crystals if I was to sell them. <laughs> so <laughs> it is, it is really hard. It is pretty hard. Um, He's worse than me. Uh, well, on some things, <laughs> like when it comes to skulls, like she snaps skulls up all the time. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's more of like the raw specimens. I love raw pieces, uh, okay. especially now we have a lot of like really good apothelite in that we still mm-hmm. have to kind of process and open up, but. I think every time we open up a batch of it, I am contemplating on taking three or four pieces. Mm. <laughs> and I don't take that much at all. Usually I'll take, I have a skull collection that I'm working on, but there's just, there's so many crystals here that I feel like we're like, you know, like a, a ha- foster care yeah. halfway house for crystals. So we have so many babies here yeah. that need mm-hmm. love and then we send them off exactly. and then we get new ones. And then- <laughs> kind of play with them whenever we want to and kind of look around and, you know, tinker with them and, you know, and then we set them up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, every now and then when we do find something really, really cool or unique, then yeah, I, I will probably take it. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's pretty. <laughs> my pocket, especially little ones for me, like my pockets get. I'll be pricing, and by the end of the day, I have four or five things in my pocket, <laughs> and then I empty them out at home. Like I just put one in my pocket today that I kept for myself. Yeah, see, this one's mine. I kept a ruby palm stone. <laughs> I mean, you have first dibs. You have to do it. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then everyone who knows us always gets crystals. I mean, we we gift crystals all the time. Like a friend's having a bad time. Like we will, you know, pick out what we what, what we believe that they need to help them get through with what they're going through. Um, but yeah, we we give them all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, friends, UPS drivers, people yeah. walking by. <laughs> like yeah. everyone gets a crystal when they're around here. <laughs> Yeah, it's the best gift, literally. It is the best gift. Um, yeah, I got my dad um, his first crystal for his birthday last year. It was black tourmaline. It was a palm stone. And he loved it. And at first he was like, okay, like you just gave me like a black rock. And then he's like, I don't know. He <laughs> then he like resonated with it. And then now he is so like, he loves it. He has a his nightstand. And then over the summer, um, my parents, they have a house in Florida. So I was visiting them there. And I gave my mom, I think I gave her a lipidolite crystal. And then my dad was jealous. He's like, oh, I want one too. And so then I like found like a tumbled like crystal to give him so he can put by his black tourmaline palm stone. But it was just like so funny. He just kind of like got jealous a little bit. Uh, (laughs) But uh, so like, what do you think is the future of the crystal industry? Do you think it's going to keep growing? Do you think it's going to get more expensive? Like what's kind of your interpretation of the future? So me personally, I think, Um, You mentioned it a little bit earlier. I think that there's like a collective kind of movement to kind of moving towards spirituality and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like it's only going to get bigger and Mm -hmm. get more popular um, with people, not crystals itself. Um, You know, crystals are in that, but like just spirituality in general, I think is going to grow because I know like right now, like kids who are in like elementary school are like doing meditation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I never had that when I was younger. So we had this whole generation of kids growing up who, you know, are doing like mindfulness and meditation and um, a lot more like really healthy things like yeah. that growing up. And so like, I would hope that they're going to bring that into adulthood and have that be like some really good habits that stick around. Yeah, I, I agree. Too. I think it's just going to get bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Just keep growing. Yeah, and it's because of social media too. Like you know, TikTok is ruled by Gen Z, and like I didn't know what a lot of this stuff was until I was like teenager or not even like I didn't start reading tarot until I was twenty one. Um, but like now, like Gen Z, like 12, 11 year olds are like reading tarot and getting their first decks and everything. So I think that's yeah. awesome. Like the information is expanding and. It also helps with self-development and self-confidence. And I wish when I was younger, I was into crystals earlier and like most of that stuff. Like I was into astrology really young, but I didn't get like into the full, like, I don't know, spiritual <laughs> world, witchy world into a little bit, um, into like my later teens, early twenties. So I wish I was, I had, I was using tarot when I was like 13. That would have been, I think, really helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm really excited to see what happens with all of these people kind of moving towards that. I think social media has given people more tools mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I feel like before it was just religion mm-hmm. and then, you know, what gets passed down because you didn't have social media, internet, all of that. Like even internet's fairly new um, when you think about it. Cause like when I was younger, like really young, I wasn't surfing the web <laughs> for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think now people can just make their own choices and, you know, we're starting to make good ones. Yeah. And I feel like the access to information, it's just more, so much more expansive than, you know, 10, even 10 years ago, like, which is crazy to say, just so much more out there. And I feel like even institutions like colleges and even just like corporate America is changing and shifting um, to a more mindful lens. And Mm -hmm. I think that is also where we have to dismantle a lot of um, a lot of things in like that realm, but I, I'm hopeful. Like I, I'm looking at the astrology in the next couple of years, and I definitely can see this collective movement towards more spiritual growth and mindfulness. And I just think it's only a matter of time for a lot of people to be more aware of these things and to incorporate them in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's how I was. I did not believe in crystals or any of that stuff until she introduced me to it, and now I'm. A pretty firm believer on it so mm-hmm. even with the tarot i'm i'm just like she'll read for me sometimes too and you know it's it, it resonates with what's going on with my life or in our life mm-hmm. like god it makes sense like yeah yeah like really seeing weird. the look on his face when like i read a card for him or something and he's like wow <laughs> i can't believe that yeah. So. Yeah, it's all connected so what advice would you give someone who is just starting out into crystals is there like a pathway you would kind of like guide them towards or like certain resources certain crystals yeah for like so like someone just starting out for like crystal healing for like themselves Mm -hmm. like they want to experiment with it yeah so my um beginner crystals that i recommend for everyone is um clear quartz rose quartz yeah the basics smoky quartz amethyst amethyst all of the quartzes but those are really good starting ones Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, don't overthink it. It's so, so like when John started, I pretty much was just like, you know, meditate. He got the Headspace app. I was like, just two minutes, one minute, two minutes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a 30 minute session with mm-hmm. 10 crystals on your chakras. Like, you know, and then it was like, you know, he did two minutes and then it was like, okay, now hold on to this crystal while you meditate. Yeah. It can be so simple. Um, you don't need to overthink it. It could just be getting a handful of tumbled stones mm-hmm. and going up to your bowl every morning and thinking about like what energy you want for the day mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. taking that crystal for the day and like, 
you know, seeing how many times you refer back to it or if it changed how you felt and just doing that every single day. And you'll start to like know what you need and know what you want, but it's really intuitive, especially when people come into the store and they're like, what do I need? Mm -hmm. I'm like, walk around and just see what jumps out to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Really trust your own intuition. That's a great place to start. It's just mindfully just picking a few things that jump out to you and then learning about them. And then usually you find out once you learn about them that it was actually what you needed in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then you start to trust your intuition a little bit. And then getting like the big book of stones or the crystal Bible is always a great first place to just start reading about them all. Just really kind of covering your bases there. Yeah. Those are all, that's all a lot of great advice. And um, I feel like your crystals would choose you like they're tools. They've been here way longer than us because they're from the earth. So it's really a special connection when you resonate with a certain crystal and they resonate with you. I remember when I first started getting into crystals, I was doing a lot of meditation with them and I would try to, I would like lay down and I would like try to balance it like on my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) And of course they would like fall off and it like wrecks up your meditation, but it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess it's been a couple years now. I just uh, definitely have certain rituals. Like every day before I leave my apartment, I'll grab a crystal, like a palm stone to take with me. And that's like a way that I incorporate a crystal daily. Like I don't feel secure in the world unless I have a crystal (laughs) on me for protection. I know. Like if I don't have a black tourmaline on me somewhere, Mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, I'm naked. Yeah. Yeah. Go to my, you know, the dish of all my bracelets that I wear and just choose whichever one is called out to me that day too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I keep black tourmaline. I have like a really, oh, actually I have a black tourmaline palm stone for you. That's the one um, I keep in my wallet actually. And I feel like for some reason, maybe I, like I made this up, but intuitively it like helps protect, I guess, the world from trying to take money from me. Like, or you like, you know, <laughs> like not spending so much money in a way. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it curbs your spending. And then at work, um, at work, I have my own work desk crystals. They're just for the office. So it's definitely, I'm always trying to be surrounded by crystals. What is your favorite way to cleanse your crystals? I know a lot of people have different methods. Like I have my own method too. And I feel like I personally am a very bad cleanser. <laughs> like I maybe only do it like once a month, like this past Pisces full moon, it was like my first time cleaning all my crystals in probably three months. So <laughs> like what is kind of your, I guess, personal practice for cleansing and cleaning your crystals? Well, don't feel bad because I'm sometimes bad too. <laughs> but well, I usually like to go through the whole collection can be a lot, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I will cleanse. Like I have like a little bowl, usually of like the palm stones that are like currently like in my rotation, like mm-hmm. my like ones that I'm using heavily. And those will be the ones that I'll cleanse more. Um, my favorite way to cleanse them is selenite. Mm-hmm. And selenite is also like one of my favorite crystals because it's, it's inexpensive it's powerful, it cleanses, it charges. So selenite is probably one of my main ways. And then um, I also do like Reiki cleansing on them, which is what I do here at the warehouse because it's going to be the simplest way to cleanse a lot of crystals. Um, So I'm just Reiki level two, but Mm -hmm. um, I Reiki cleanse a lot of mine all the time. And then you kind of have your own little routine. Yeah, I would say... I, w- I would like to do it every full moon, but uh, usually once every two to three months, I will take all of my crystals, set them out on our back deck during, you know, during the full moon, 
and uh, leave them out there for the whole day and the whole night, kind of let them be in nature and get the sunlight and everything that they can get. Even if it rains, just leave them out there and that's how I do it. And then I bring it back in and I will give them a good saging and that's pretty much how I cleanse my crystals, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. You keep a lot on your windowsill too. I do. So that they're always getting moonlight. Yeah. Uh, moonlight and sunlight. Yeah. In the wind too. For some reason, I believe the wind is cleansing them too. <laughs> in my mind. Because I open the window and they're right there. I'm like, okay, that's nature. It's getting a breath of fresh exactly. air. Yes. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of cleaning them out, getting that old energy out and kind of cleansing them. And yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And then with my like black crystals or like tourmalines or protective ones usually what I'll do like when I get home is um especially grounding crystals are like to be cleansed through nature so I throw them in my um potted plants mm. so they'll kind of like sit in the on top of the dirt and then I'll grab them back out of there and that's one way that I really like to kind of ground the grounding crystals oh I like that idea I just got certified um, in Reiki 1, so I'm hoping to take Reiki 2 at the end of the year. So I definitely want to incorporate that um, into the cleansing. And I also want to incorporate using a sound bowl as well. I never was really called to do that, but I've been seeing a lot of healers using the sound bowl to cleanse the energy and the vibrations of their crystals. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really awesome. Um, we both really yeah. like sound bowls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even just like for each other, like for... For us, it's mm -hmm. calming. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have one big crystal one at the house that we like to use. Yeah, I think like the main thing I do is Florida water. Like making sure like the crystals that can use the Florida water receive it. But yeah, <laughs> like the old school, like using the Florida water, that's I think probably what I mostly do and like waving some like sage um, over them. But, but actually um, last summer I bought a huge rose quartz bowl from you. And I put my palm stones in there to cleanse and like recharge every day. So like when I come back from work or something, I'll like, the first thing I do is like take off like my coat and then I'll like put the palm stone into um, like the bigger rose quartz bowl I bought from your shop. That's another ritual. I remember that bowl too. Oh, that was a gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite. <laughs> Uh, so do you have any upcoming live sales or anything new coming to your shop that you want to talk about? Yeah. So um, we've pretty much gotten on a schedule of going live every Monday and Wednesday, yep. um, <clears throat> twice a week. So we, <laughs> we hit it hard. Yeah. So Mondays is uh, kind of, it's pretty much, I say I'm kind of the one who goes live on Mondays. It's a little more kind of impromptu and a little more laid back kind of it's somewhere. usually like a bunch of the stock that we have in the warehouse because we have a lot of crystals here mm -hmm. a lot <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and then uh wednesday is usually the day where we kind of will showcase all of like a lot of new stuff mm -hmm. a lot of like a lot of new stuff a lot of big pieces a lot of special pieces things like that yeah we just kind of rotate that and like i think every maybe we're trying to do like maybe once a month do like a saturday live sale you know because in case you know we get a lot of feedback that people can't make the wednesdays because they're at work you know, mm -hmm. or they have something going on. So we try to throw in a weekend one just so people can join those as well. So, Oh, John, I wanted to um, ask you about your crystal daddy tattoo. Oh, my tattoo. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. I love my crystal daddy. I like my tattoo. Um, you know, I, I'm fairly new to tattoos. I think I got my first one maybe about two years ago. You know, my buddies kind of pressured me into getting it. Um, yeah, just, they're addicting. And, uh, you know, shortly after that, we got 
our matching tattoos in, uh, in Asheville of the mountains. And then I made the bet that, you know, if we ever cleared a lifestyle table, I would get a crystal data tattoo. And I, I was thinking, uh, my plan was to have it kind of small because it's a crystal data tattoo. Mm -hmm. um, I got to the tattoo studio and the guy was really cool. The design was awesome, but when he showed me the original design, it was about 10 inches tall and like <laughs> six inches wide. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey man, that's way too big. <laughs> you gotta shrink that down like as much as you possibly can. So we shrunk it down and uh, you know, you couldn't go any smaller without kind of having to redo the whole tattoo, the whole design. I said, you know what, let's just do it. Like, I love the design. Like it's a little bit bigger than I, than I thought, but hey, let's just, let's just roll with it. So, mm -hmm. and I love it. It, it turned out really great and I'm, I'm excited for it so I was shocked he came in because he went and got it by himself and then he came back to the warehouse and he, I'm like oh let me see it and I because he told me he's like I'm gonna get it like you know like small. like two inches or so and I was like okay all right and then he like he's like okay well be ready for this <laughs> and he showed me and I was like oh my god you got a, such a big tattoo <laughs> But it looks really good. So, mm -hmm. job, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, where is it um, for those listening? It is who... on my outer right thigh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any tattoos. Um, over the summer, my aunt, my mom, and my sister came to visit me, and we all had this commitment. Okay, we're going to get sister tattoos, and <laughs> me and my sister both backed out. <laughs> <laughs> some cute like little bird tattoos to represent the family but yeah I don't know I wanted to get like an Aries type thing but then I I don't know I just I wasn't in the frame of mind to make a permanent decision so I'm like you know what it's not the time but hopefully one day yeah. I'll get something <laughs> I told her I told her this after I got the tattoo when he first put it on my thigh and I saw the design I was like oh man I'm not I'm not too sure about this you know it's <laughs> It's a crystal data tattoo that's going to be on my body forever. And I still kind of went through it. And then as soon as he started, you know, hitting the, uh, the, the skin with the tattoo guy, I, I really was really regretting it at that moment. Um, but, you know, after he went, you know, he went through the first pass and I looked down at it, I was like, wow, it's actually pretty, uh, it's turned out pretty sweet. So, yeah, <laughs> I like it. So I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's really funny. And, you know, I also, I like called Jim Morrison because I had this big Jim Morrison picture in front of, um, like on my wall by like all my crystals. I call him my crystal daddy. He like protects them. <laughs> all. <laughs> I love Jim those are one of my favorite bands so <laughs> yeah cool. and i think but you always sing in karaoke oh you sing karaoke uh the door songs yes yeah, so, so i have one door song that i always sing when i get the courage to sing um mm -hmm. karaoke that's uh roadhouse blues so okay okay i love that Classic. song i mean i love all i love all their songs but that's like the one song that i just i absolutely love so mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And um, Jim Morrison, he was a Sagittarius. And you, I definitely totally feel like he had crystals. He, he must have. Because he was very spiritual. I mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like going out to the desert and playing in the dunes and mm -hmm. all of that stuff that he did. Yeah, absolutely. I can yeah. totally believe that. Um, so how can we best support you at this time? And what does support look like for you? That's a really good question. I really like that. Um, thank you. Um, I think for us, it would just be um, visiting our Instagram page um, and, you know, 
liking, sharing, engaging. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, just hop on a live sale. Even if you don't plan on like purchasing anything, that's totally cool. Like just come hang out with us and joke and, you know, we joke around and I do impressions and people will, you know, give me a hard time and, you know, this and that. But I mean, yeah, just come on a live sale and hang out with us. I mean, and you'll learn a lot too. We always go over what all the crystals do and the meanings and we like to point out different formations. So it's really, uh, a lot of people tell us they like to watch just for the information. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so that would be the the best way just so. hang out with us yeah. <laughs> check it out see what you think um we also have a huge selection of crystals right on our website if live sales aren't your thing yeah. um so you can always just check out our website newmoonminerals.com well awesome well thank you both so much for being a guest on my podcast and i'm so excited to see what's to come with the future lives and Thank you for also helping me grow my own personal collection and be more insightful about the crystal world. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we appreciate it.